Blog Talk Radio.
telling you I'll follow when I know I really Cause I'd rather stand here
Okay, everybody, welcome to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. If you need to get saved tonight, give us a call. We are taking your prayer requests, healing requests, deliverance requests, pretty much any kind of prayer request you have of the Lord. He's here to answer your prayers tonight. Once again, our call number is 619-638-8458. You can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com.
Okay, everybody, welcome back to Prayer International. Our call number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. So, this is our Friday night broadcast. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. It's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, we've played a lot of music the last um, few days. Um, tonight, we may actually get into some teaching and to some intercession. It's really interesting today. So, here's a story. I was in. I found myself in sort of a dilemma with the Lord today, because um, on the news there is um, this girl who I guess she got into an accident um, when she was out um, canoeing or something, zip lining, and so she. Um, ended up cutting her leg, going to the hospital, um, getting stitches and or staples or whatever they do, maybe 20-something 20, 20 stitches, um, goes home, um, gets taken back to the hospital in pain, and this this cut um, turned into um, an infection, and not just a normal infection like we would assume, but um, what they call a um, flesh-eating um bacteria, disease, um, something from what I've gathered far worse than leprosy or anything else like that. And so, um, and this infection just started spreading throughout her leg to the point that the other day they cut her leg off. Had to amputate her leg is more appropriate or the more, the better terminology is that they had to amputate her leg and then her organs start, and then her family's, her organs all started shutting down. Not just one of them, like not just her liver started to shutting down, but all her, her five major organs all started shutting down at the same time. And so everybody's praying, and um, every praying, prayer chain they can find, they have people on. There's web pages up, and and of course CNN, it even gets to the point that CNN is like talking about this story. And so not only does this girl who's I don't even think she's 18 yet, um, has had her her leg amputated. Actually, it was not just her leg. It was all the way up to her hip, and they had to um, remove part of her stomach as well. They also have to, um, once she, and she's on a respirator now, in whatever state this is in the United States, she also um, will probably have to have her other foot removed and her two hands because the um, disease um, caused um, because of the disease in her body shutting down, caused her um, the blood vessels in her hands and her feet to all die. So we have this girl, and as of the latest update I've seen, um, in pretty bad condition still. Even though her lungs started repairing themselves, um, the Lord saving her life, as always, because we know if we live or die, it's because of the Lord. The Bible says every man is appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. And so now um, they're waiting for her to get off the respirator, and um, if her condition doesn't dramatically improve by some miracle unforeseen by doctors and medical science, this girl's going to end up losing her um, both her hands and her other foot that she still has. 
and so I was driving home today, and, and I couldn't get it out of my out of my spirit today. This girl, um, and so sort of twofold. Number one, thinking, okay, um, what kind of life could she actually live? What could the Lord actually do um, in that condition if she was in that condition? And then at the same time, I realized, okay, well, it's not beyond the power of the Lord even now to heal her. And so on the way home, I started praying, and we're going to pray again, um, trusting that even though I don't remember off the top of my head where this girl's at, um, some of you may watch the news, some of you don't. Um, it doesn't matter because the Lord knows exactly where she's at. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to your word, Jesus, it says, by your stripes we are healed. Father, we ask for complete and total restoration over this young girl right now, Father. Lord, we ask that all the blood vessels in her hands, Father, in both hands, the blood vessels in her foot, be made whole, Father. Lord, we speak life to those blood vessels that have died, Father, and we command them to live in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we command healing on every organ in her body, Father, her kidneys, Father, her stomach, her lungs, Father, her heart, Father, every organ in her body be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, you said that we should expect and that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Jesus, you said exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, Father. So in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for a complete and total restoration for this girl in your name. Amen. And so it brings up a... Um, Interesting um, thought for tonight about what the Lord can do, and in the world that we live in, um, I have to say it's been an interesting um, couple of days. The last day, um, if any of you out there watch YouTube, um, there's some interesting stuff you can find out there. And um, so, me and my wife were watching YouTube, and we um, just browsing around and got into some of the weirdest subjects out there, um, different conspiracy theories about the New World Order and all sorts of crazy stuff from aliens to even some people who believe that not even the moon is real. And to the point of some people who believe um, that um, aliens or something visited us this planet in the distant past, and um, to, which they used to explain um, ancient monuments and artifacts that have been found from a long time ago, things that um, no human technology can currently reproduce or create, um, monuments and structures that no human on the face of the planet really has been able to concretely say um, the purpose of how it came to be whatever happened. Um, the pyramids, a good example. Something with all our amazing technology we cannot reproduce and recreate, which I find that kind of interesting that we can put a man on the moon 
if we did for all of you out there who don't believe we did. I personally don't care either way. Um, we have the Hubble Space Telescope, the most one of the most amazing technological um, items out there that can peer into distant galaxies and see all the handiwork of God's hand for um, light years away. And for all of you who don't know, a light year is um, how far light itself can travel in an entire year, which the number I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, except for that it's pretty far. And farther than a human um, currently could ever travel in multiple years. We don't even have the technology to travel that far. And but we can see it with the technology we have. We have a space station um, that's um, jointly owned by a few different nations where we send men up and down and up and down. And yet we can't build the Great Pyramids again, not even one of them. We um, have multiple sites around the world that um, humans can't recreate. They can't reproduce. Um, we don't have the technology or the expertise or the understanding of how whoever made some of these things made them. And we know, all of us know, I hope you know, um, that the Bible says that there was a flood, that the world had become exceedingly sinful and there was a flood um, and the whole world was destroyed except for a few one, a few righteous and the world began again after the waters were sighted because God was remembered his covenant and his promise to to Noah and so there was a great deal of technology there was a great deal of um, things I believe that were ha that happened before the flood when the Bible says the world did become exceedingly sinful, I believe personally there was a lot of technology that was around back then that was lost. And loss isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes loss is a good thing. There's some things that we don't need to know. There's some things that, You know, technology in itself, as great as it is, there has the ability to take your mind off of the things that are important, um, to take your mind off of God. Because we, as humans, can get so wrapped up in every little thing that anything we have we can, can come between us and the Father. And we could get into um, angels and demons and angels coming down to earth and there's so many different um, things from the past we get we can get into, and none of it's really that important in the long run because none of it um, will bring forth life. None of the knowledge um, of what happened in the past, where things came from as fascinating as they are, none of the knowledge will ever bring life. It'll never bring truth. Um, it may be temporary truth as far as how something was made, but we know... In the end, all things were made by God. The, earth, the Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything is because of him. And so while we could desire and 
make it a goal to obtain knowledge. Knowledge will never surpass wisdom. It will never surpass understanding. And, you know, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the, the Bible declares that there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved except for the name of Jesus. And the one thing even greater than knowledge is love, the, to know the love of God and Christ Jesus. Whereas he said that he sent his only son to die for the sins of the world, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And this is the God we serve. And while there's multitudes of scenarios that could we could use to explain um, what may happen, what could happen, how the world's going to end, how the, what the situation of the earth is going to be um, when Jesus returns, because the Bible says he is returning again. Because not only was he crucified upon the cross for the sins of the world, he was also raised from the dead by the glory of God. But he's returning again. And we could try to um, come up with a timeline, many do, to explain this is going to happen in this form or fashion, and then this is going to happen to the earth, and none of it really matters in the long run, because once again, it brings forth knowledge, but it doesn't bring forth truth or revelation of the heart of God. You know, an asteroid could come down and destroy the world, or destroy the earth as we know it. Um, there could be wars, and there will be. There could be plagues, and there probably will be um, pestilence, destruction, all that stuff. Um, all that amazing stuff you see in movies and with CGI effects that we've become so accustomed to, the scene in disaster movies, all that could happen, and most of it probably will before the end comes. But the Bible already said all that. It said, as the times of Noah, so will be the times before the return of the Son of Man. And we we shouldn't be surprised. It shouldn't surprise any of us um, if the world grows exceedingly wicked because it still serves his Father, who is not our Father. It neither can understand the Lord God nor receive him because its heart, its eyes have been blinded from the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Though he, Jesus, died for the sins of the world so they could be free from sin, so they could obtain eternal life through the grace of the Lord, their minds are still blinded by the world, by the sins of the world, by the sins of the flesh, the desires of the flesh, choosing to serve their flesh rather than serve the true creator, the Lord God. And you know, something I heard yesterday, maybe it was today, no, I think it was yesterday, is I was watching this video of this I think it was this girl and um, she um, spent a lot of time in prayer meetings, like all night long prayer meetings, night after night after night, and the Lord started to visit her and to reveal things to her about his heart, and which we know is scriptural and biblical because the Bible says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of 
God, the heart of God. It says, no one knows the spirit, of the mind of a man except for the spirit of man that is in him. And no one knows the mind and heart of the Father except the spirit of the Father whom we have received and has been given to us as a guarantee of our redemption. It says we were all filled with this Holy Spirit. And Jesus said he would take what it says and declare it unto us, revealing to us the words of Jesus, revealing to us the heart of the Father. And so at one point, Jesus um, came to this girl and he said that he wanted to reveal to her the deep things of his heart. And so all of us would immediately get excited and be like, yeah, we get to go see heaven. But it's not what happened. Um, what he did do was he showed her hell. And he showed her the multitudes of people who, whether through choice or through ignorance or deception or just flat rebellion, um, who were suffering in eternal torment outside of the presence of God. And that was the deep thing of the deep thing of Jesus' heart was those people. It was the one thing that was on his heart that he wanted to reveal to her was that his compassion for the lost and those whom have gone beyond the point of making any more choices. Those who, for whatever reason, um, have come to the end of their life and refuse to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and were subjected, therefore, to an eternity without him. And so we must, as always, intercede and pray for the lost for those who don't have the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, for those who haven't received him, who don't have the revelation of who he is and what the Lord Jesus has done, because there's countless millions of people across the face of this earth who have never known the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Jesus declared that we pray and ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest, we continually intercede and pray for the nations, for the islands, for um, every man, woman, and child, that God would send intercessors and evangelists and prophets and pastors and teachers to bring forth the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to declare his name to the nations, to declare that there is no other name by, by which they must be saved, to declare the love of God, whereas he said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, because Jesus himself declaring that he did not come into the world that the world might be condemned, but that the world through it might be saved. So this is Prayer International Radio, our caller number 619-638-8458. We are going to go to a break, and we will be right back.
lead us and guide us in the right direction, give us um, understanding and discernment for what he, um, or which direction he wanted us to go with the ministry. And as always, um, if any of you out there um, have any ideas, comments, thoughts, um, anything you want to hear about, um, especially prayer requests above all, um, always, always feel free to um, give us a call. Um, always feel free to email us at prayerinternational at um, gmail.com. And because we're always looking to um, find anything that we can do to um, strengthen, uplift, um, to exhort believers, and um, to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. So our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call, and we'll be right back.
place like a river tonight resting
Well, that's our call-in number if you need prayer for anything over the next hour. Give us a call. You can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And um, please send us your prayer requests, your testimonies, praise reports. Let us know what the Lord's doing in your life. So, um, I'm looking in the chat room, seeing what prayer requests we have, which looks like we have at least one. So we'll just wait a second to figure out what's going on with this one. And um, so on a side note, um, we're going to go back in time like two days and step on some territory that um, I probably could have gotten in trouble for stepping on, except for not with the Lord. And um, so I'll give you some clarification here. From the night before last um, We were talking about sin And a proclamation Obama made about Gay marriage and um, Which it looks like he didn't want to make The proclamation but he was sort of forced In a corner by the um, United States Vice President Um, You know in the long run It really doesn't matter um, What laws That are passed um, Because um, the world is wicked, is corrupt, um, exceedingly so. And we're not going to spend time on the show labeling people as anything but sinners in need of a Savior. And we're not going to um, go through and condemn anyone um, because we're all saved by grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, if you want to know what the Bible says about something, about any particular area or sin, didn't get a Bible and read it. Um, we're going to proclaim the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, regardless. And we'll tell you exactly what the Bible says, and then it's your choice whether you want to believe it or not. And, you know, some people may take that as a harsh stance to have as a Christian, since we're supposed to love everybody. But, um, you know, Jesus said the same thing. And there's um, there's something about coming to people and correcting people in a spirit of love um, and with the heart and intention of people coming to know the Lord and returning to the Lord and people seeking his face. And so we're never going to code over sin or tell you that sin's okay or anything like that. Um, And we're going to tell you exactly what the Bible says about things. Um, especially when we're reading the Bible We're not going to ever skip over sections or verses Because we're afraid to offend anybody Because all of you who've listened to this show For the last year and a half Or however long it's been That we've been on the air now You'll be fully aware that I don't really care if I offend anybody um, You may not believe exactly like I do um, You may not believe in the same God that I do Um you may not believe in Jesus um, Either way um, My faith and my trust And my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Doesn't require you to um, You can believe whatever you want um, You know as Elijah said on the mountain In front of all the prophets of Baal And of uh, the enemy um, Choose this day who you will serve Choose this day who you will serve If you want to serve um, False gods and the idols of the world By all means go ahead Have fun knock yourself out um, 
whatever. That's just not my cup of tea. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord um, all the days of our lives, um, desiring that we may dwell in his house forever. And so um, in the world we live in that is exceedingly corrupt and wicked, um, there's a multitude of sins um, that the world condones and accepts and um, in some some instances promotes and declares that it's good and okay. Well, the Bible says we should live holy as he is holy. Um, it says our righteousness isn't ours, but it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. But it also says that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus and we should walk in the newness of life. That we, we should not walk in the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. And part of walking in the Spirit means that we should um, guard our hearts and guard our minds. The Bible says that we should cast on every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It also says that we should be careful of what we put inside of ourselves because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The Bible also says we should be careful um, the things that we speak um, because out of the mouth um, can flow forth blessings and cursings. And with your same, with the mouth that you have, with your tongue, you can speak blessings and cursings over individuals and peoples and nations, whether you believe it or not. Once again, um, your belief, what you believe, is not always as important as what the truth is. Um, you can declare something to be so or to be true, and it may not be true. Um, an example, there's quite a number of people in this world who don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah come in the flesh. Um, we know that he is. We know that the Lord God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, to die on behalf of the sins of the world, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Some choose not to believe that. It's fine. Um, we'll still pray for him. We'll still love him. Um, we'll still ask the Lord to reveal himself to them. Um, outside of that, you know, as Jesus said, when you go into a city or a town, if they accept you, then um, so be you stay there. If not, then shake the dust off your feet when you walk out. And I think um, it's something that came across my mind that afternoon and um, earlier, uh, a couple hours ago, is that I think one problem with the church is we are so defensive trying to hold on to possessions that don't belong to us um, as far as this um, line in the sand we have as far as Christianity and how much the world can um, act like it can take away from us. When yet there are multitudes of underground churches and people, as in the days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where they were stoned and martyred and killed and um, beaten and sawn into and crucified and stoned and everything else. Um, all for naming the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet they didn't care. It didn't bother them, didn't faze them to join in the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because Jesus said, if the world hated him, it would hate us as well. Not for our sakes, but because of his. And he told us we would be persecuted for his sake. And so it shouldn't surprise us at all. Um, it should actually be somewhat of a joyous occasion, not um, the persecution which is never really joyful, but in the sense that 
that the world loves us, if it agrees with everything we say, we know we're doing something drastically, horribly wrong. Um, because, you know, Jesus said if, the, if you were of the world, the, lo- the world would love its own. But that we're not of the world, but he chose us out of the world. And so the world hates us. And because we preach the gospel of truth, um, we preach who Jesus is, which the world doesn't want to accept. I mean, it says in First John um, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, um, In him Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it or understand it. Um, it says later on that um, they weren't willing to come to him because their evil deeds would be exposed and um, that every man whose deeds are in the light will come to the light Um, but the world that we live in is not walking in light but it's walking in darkness even until now so um, we know that our message, the message of the gospel is while it may be um, veiled to their eyes it's not veiled to the world and the Lord is still fully able to save to the most those who call upon his name, those who are willing to trust him. And the Bible says it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, not the preaching of human words of wisdom, as Paul said, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith may not be in men, but in God himself and him alone. And you know, anything we say on this broadcast, you know what, as I heard someone say earlier tonight, you know what, don't believe anything I say. I mean, literally, everything I say, take it to take it to um, the secret place between you and God and see what the Holy Spirit says about it. See what the Holy Spirit says to you. See if what we, me and Chris both say um, line up with the Word of God and be vigilant to guard your heart from the things in the world. Because the Bible says in the end times, people will gather for themselves teachers. Um, and to paraphrase, to um, bring good messages that make them feel good. Because um, in the complacent Christianity that um, we seem to have at times in the world, um, men would rather hear easy messages that don't convict or persuade um, them to live any other way than that which they're already living because men in general don't want to change and but we know that we are called to submit to the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ not just trusting him as our savior and redeemer but also as our lord and king and him being our lord and king and master requires us to be under his authority and to be submissive to his word and to what he says. As Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And we keep his commandments, not out of fear, but out of love, because we love him and want to do things that please him, that we may be found in him, not having our own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus alone. And so, um, we're going to take a second um, and pray. Sirius, 
one of our listeners, and uh, I never know if that's the way to pronounce it or not, and I don't remember anybody's real names, um, which I say a lot on the show. Um, but she's having um, financial things going on, and not sure where God wants to go with her life. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I think that's the stance of all of us um, at times, and. You know, I'm going to say this, and, I, and I'm not saying this um, in reference to you, by all means, so please don't take this the wrong way. I was actually, um, I made a comment earlier about someone I knew and about how I don't understand how they even live life because there's always so much turmoil and um, stress. And there's got to be a place where we as people who in general's Proclaim um, boldly and um, sometimes vigilantly that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we ought to walk like it, that we ought to um, settle our hearts and faith and trust in the Lord, declaring even to our own spirits um, that which we believe and hold to be true, and that the Lord is who He is, and that He as the scripture says, can and will do everything that he proclaimed he will do. And there's a rest that comes when you surrender your life to him. And it's easy to say you surrender your life to him. It's completely a different thing to actually do it. And it's even a bigger thing to actually believe it when you say you're going to do it. The Bible says that he's Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord who provides. And, you know, it doesn't even matter what name we give him, he's God. And he is a provider. The Bible says those who come to him must believe first that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It also says in First John, if we know that he hears us, which is impossible for him being who he is not to hear us, we know we have the petitions we ask of him. He said, Jesus said, ask um, that your joy may be full. And he's, Jesus said, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. And so there comes a point when we learn to give up, in a sense, um, our own struggles and um, and our own expectations of how things are going to happen and how things are going to go. And then just get to the place where you're like, okay, God, whatever. You're in charge. Do it any way you want to do it. I'm going to sit back and watch you work. And then settle yourself, as the Bible says, to be still and know that he is God. And just let him do what he's going to do and trust him in it. And regardless, which is a hard thing, we all go through it. My wife knows that whenever there's a bill due, um, every two weeks I start to freak out a little bit, trying to figure out how we're going to pay this bill and this bill. And then, But somewhere deep inside there's always... This place that says he's going to provide. No matter what, he's going to provide. He always has. And this is important. And listen to this. He always has. He always will. Because he changes not. Ever. The mountains will fall. The earth will fade away. But he will remain the same. No matter what, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God who provided yesterday and the day before will provide tomorrow and the next day. And the next obstacle and the next mountain and the next struggle that 
you have to face, the Lord will provide. Because that's who he is, is a provider. And, you know, just as Jesus said that he knows who are his and the enemy can never snatch them away. In the same way, God knows every need that we have. He knows every trial, every test that we go through. He knows every mountain and every glory that he's bringing us through. You know, the Bible says we're being changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. And there's different levels and different places that he takes us to, and he's moving us and bringing us to for his glory. And there will be new provisions from the Lord every new day. Um because we not we walk not by faith, but by I mean we we walk not by sight, but we walk according to faith, not holding on to previous blessings, but trusting the Lord for new blessings, which come every morning. The Bible says His mercies are new every morning, and just as He said that we can ask of Him, and He would hear us and answer our prayers. Father, right now, Lord. Just as you're seated on the throne of heaven, Father And the Bible declares that The earth is yours And everything in it, Father And you said that we have been blessed With every spiritual blessing In the heavenly places in Christ Father, right now, for serious Lord, we are trusting you Believing you to be the provider In her life and in her family's life, Lord That every every financial need, Father Will be met in your name, Lord According to your name, Father, for your glory, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Lord, we ask that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a financial miracle in her life, Lord, that every need would be met in the name of Jesus. Father, not only that, Lord, but that you would take her to a new place in your spirit, Father, take her to a new place of revelation, Lord, and who... You are to her and who she is to you, Father, and her place in your kingdom, Father, and of the anointing and the mantle and the um, assi assignment and calling you have for her, Lord, and the places she holds in your heart, Father. Lord, that you would reveal through your Holy Spirit your plans for her life, Lord, as your Word declares that the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, Father, that you would take your word, Father, Holy Spirit, and make it alive in our heart, Father. Lord, that out of her mouth she would breathe the fire of your word, Lord, and the fire would be an all-consuming fire of your presence in her life, Holy Spirit, that you would fill her life with an all-consuming fire, Lord, of the holiness of your presence, Father, that you would teach her to rest in your presence, Lord. Father, you would bring her into that place in that place of rest and revelation. Father, in who you are. You said to be still and know that you are God, Father. Lord, we pray that you would calm her spirit, Father. Bring her the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. The joy that only comes in your presence as your word declares in the presence of the Lord. There is fullness of joy, Lord. So, our Father, we ask for that joy and peace over her, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth.
Yeah. 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. We have about 20 minutes left. Um, so I wanted to um, talk about um, faith and trust for just a minute. Um, we always still have a few minutes left. 
um, I was talking to someone in the um, chat room who's been having, um, just going through things in life, and um, it's what we all go through. I mean, every one of us, none of us are exempt. Um, not from the bad and not from the good. Um, the Bible says that he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust at the same time. Um, none of us are exempt from that. And, you know, good things and bad things are always going to happen. And what really makes a difference is what do we do with it? What do we do with our lives? Um, where do we put our faith and our hope in when everything goes goes wrong? When, you know, it's easy and it sounds um, sort of redundant to say that it's easy to trust the Lord or to see, think you trust in the Lord when everything's going great. But what happens when things aren't going great? What happens when things are going horrible? Um what happens to your trust and your faith then? And it's at those times when we really find ourselves um, seeing our relationship with the Lord and the level of our lives that um, are completely surrendered to Him. And what I mean by that is um, there comes a place, I believe, which I've not even completely there, where the storms can come. And though we may have human emotions about them and we may be upset and struggling and even grieving at times, there comes a place of peace and of rest in the Lord where we understand that everything in our lives is in his control and in his hands and that there's nothing this world can do to us um, that can remove us from the love of God. And there's nothing that the enemy can do against us because... You know, he doesn't have any authority or power in our lives. And, um, you know, Jesus said, I know this reminder, the enemy can't snatch them away. And at times, um, when things aren't going very good, is a time that we really need to set aside um, even more time to just seek the Lord. Um, and not always seeking the Lord as and expecting that all of a sudden, because we're going through stuff, that the Lord's going to give us an answer as far as how he's going to make everything just immediately better. Because, um, you know, there are things that we have to go through in life. But sometimes it's not a matter of getting an answer. Sometimes it's a matter of getting to the place of a relationship with a person that you understand that... The Bible says that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. That even, you know, the Bible says though you pass through the rivers, you they won't overflow you. Though you walk through the fires, you won't be consumed. And it's important to understand that regardless of what happens in life, that he's there. Um, it's important to understand that the Bible says that he'll uphold us with his righteous right hand. And, you know, the Bible says we are more than conquerors through him that left us. For I'm persuaded neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things are created. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. So, um, you know, I just wanted to say, um, when there are no answers to what's going on and you don't know the exact direction to turn, sometimes all you have to do is 
you don't always have to have a direction. Sometimes you just have to have a person, which is the Lord Jesus. And then sometimes when everything's going wrong, you know, we can really seek him. Um, because we learn to be humble. We learn to trust him. We learn that our lives are but vapor. Um, and more importantly, we learn that he's in control. And that he will be glorified in our lives. Um, it's a time when we, we really take become or get the understanding of how much we really need to under, know the Word of God and to believe and trust the Word of God as it says to be rooted and grounded in love and established in His Word. And so that we can proclaim His Word over our situation and over our own hearts. You know, um, it's easy for Christians at times for us to stand up and to rebuke the situation and the storms and rebuke the mountains. But I think sometimes, and I'm not seeing this about you, Sirius, um, in the chat room, but sometimes we have to rebuke ourselves. You know, David said, why are thou downcast? Oh, my soul, trust in the Lord. You know, even myself, um, as I said earlier, the Bible says to you, bring into submission, cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And many times we have to rebuke our own selves for having attitudes contrary to what the word of God declares about our lives um, and sometimes we've got to um, remind ourselves of what the word of God says not necessarily just about the world around us and our situation and our salvation but about everything in life so um, we're going to go to the phone lines real fast um, our call number is 619-638-8458, and we'll be right back.
Hello, everybody. Um, well, this has been Prayer International Radio. Our our email address, if you need prayer, um, is prayerinternational at gmail.com. We'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And so if you need prayer between now and then, please email us. And so for Chris, um, my name is Sean Holmberg. Um, have a good night.